Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. Welcome back. We are now in the team room once again. I'm here with Patricia. Patricia, how's it going? Good. How are you, Becky? I am great. I just found out I have a virtual teaching day tomorrow, so I get to sleep in a little bit. That's exciting. We're going to have, we're going to have snow down here too, but my kids are already virtual, so it doesn't really change much. (laughs) Right. Maybe they can go outside and play in the snow then at least. Yeah. Theoretically, theoretically. Although they keep telling us we're getting four to eight inches of snow and we get like one. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll we'll see see what happens tomorrow. I'm just excited to not drive to work. That's probably my only main excitement in the day. So we are excited today to share our guest with you. Our friend Laura Matera is here. Welcome. Thank you. Super excited to be here. I've been listening to the podcast and uh, glad to finally have the opportunity to sit with you guys. We are happy to have her. She is the Mid-Atlantic Director Mm -hmm. of FCA Surf and Skate and Action Sports. And she is a mother of three grown daughters and also lives a mile from me. So it's been very exciting that she's here and that she has been following us since the start. And Patricia knows her as well. Patricia? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got to meet Laura through FCA because we both work for the same organization. And that has been awesome. We've been roommates, I think, a couple of times at some of the conferences that we've gone to. And it's really just been a joy to get to know you and hear your stories and your journey. And I have certainly learned a lot from you. And I know that our listeners are going to today as well. So I am thrilled to have you on the podcast. Oh, thanks so much. Yay. So we like to start our podcast with the highlight reel. So Laura, is there something that you want to highlight today? It could be anything from a lip gloss to makeup to a book you're reading, a show you're watching, something like that. So during this um, COVID time, this pandemic time, I hate to mention it, but it uh, is, it's it real. Is, let's let's uh, just say the word. Um, we all need a lot of propping up, right? And yes. so um, I have, uh, I actually live on my own. All three of my children have either moved out of the house or at college, so I'm on my own. So I do treat myself quite often. But one of the things I've treated myself to in like the last year and a half has been, um, I've logged on to She Reads Truth. And so She Reads Truth, their whole premise is being a woman in the word of God every day. So I think about like treating myself, I'm actually treating myself to a gift that comes in the mail. I signed up for um, direct mailing every month um, of their gift box. And so a Bible study book comes in the mail. But the most exciting part about these books is that Um, they are filled with the word of God and give you direction in reading the Mm -hmm. word of God, but they are kind of void of devotional material. So I'm not reading somebody else's words. I'm reading the word of God, but in a, in this beautiful book that's intentionally um, designed to really just welcome you into jumping into the word of God every day. So in the last year and a half, I've really re fallen in love with the word of God. 
and kind of treated myself in that way. But also I've journeyed through Advent. I've journeyed through Psalms 119. I did a study on morning to dancing, just learned so much. And I get up really early in the morning um, and I drink coffee and I get my She Reads Truth book out. And so uh, check it out. If you don't want to invest in the books, they do have like an online and there is an app that you can also follow along. Awesome. It's funny that you are bringing up She Reads Truth because I actually got my husband the He Reads Truth Bible. So it's really neat. They've done a great job. And um, I definitely will check those out Mm -hmm. from you later on. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that it was a subscription service. I've seen it as a website. And I know some Mm -hmm. of my athletes use it for their morning devotionals. But the fact that they send you something in the mail that you can sign up for, I think I have other athletes or coaches even that might be interested Mm -hmm. in that aspect of it. And that's definitely something I want to check out too. So that's cool. Mm. That's awesome. Well, we are going to jump right into our topic today. And the topic is the word grit, G-R-I-T. It's not the grits you eat, even though I don't think I've actually had any grits before. But Patricia lives in the South, so Patricia, go ahead and tell us what those. <laughs> you kind used of to are. say I live in the South. That's just well, Virginia. very funny to me. Virginia, um, I grew up in Virginia. Um, yes, but I, you know what? The reason that I grew up eating grits is because my aunt and uncle lived in South Carolina, and we would go there every summer, mm-hmm. and that's we- where you eat grits. Like that's mm. the South. You eat them oh. with your sausage and cheese and butter and mm. like oh Bring yeah. It on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So stuff. Good, good so stuff. Good. Yeah. Okay. So but that's not no, what we're talking about. No, but food is really good. So we just, you know, have to throw that mm-hmm. one in there a little bit. So um, today we're going to talk about grit. So Laura, if you could just start by giving me the definition of grit, because you have done some research. So I did some research because um, I was really interested in this particular um, topic of grit and what advances us forward. Went through some difficulty in my life and I really questioned whether I could go through those difficult days well and come up on the other side and not just like get through them and survive. I wanted to thrive. So I think there's a lot of different definitions of the word grit, but um, I, for myself, I would say that grit is something that sets you apart. It helps you to get to the finish line well, and I'm defining it as courage, motivation, character, and integrity that it takes to keep one's resolve even in the face of great difficulty. Keeping your resolve in the face of great difficulty, Patricia. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I love that. That's really yeah. cool. Um, so what, were, it, what are a few words that go along with that? I feel like there was another mm-hmm. definition. So it's also, you know, it's been a much hyped ingredient in like personal success, right? Okay, so it's not right. just like spoken about in the spiritual world, but it's spoken about in the business world, yes. in the personal world, in the emotional world. But um, it's a passion and a sustained persistence applied yes. through long-term achievement with no particular concern for rewards or recognitions along the way. Right. That's what I was thinking right. because it's like, no one sees you. Grit is mm-hmm. a little bit like integrity and character. Mm-hmm. Like no one sees you go through all the hard times. Like they, they see a lot of the good things a lot of times, but they sure. don't really see what happens when you're going through the hard times. So when you think about getting an award, that's the big win, right? So this isn't the big win at the end of something, a game or an achievement or a trophy or a degree. It's kind of what happens along the way to get you to that big win. Yes. Along the way, like all of the 
the courage, the conscientiousness, the per- perseverance, the resilience, the passion that nobody sees on the everyday. Yeah. So, you know? so let's take like a little turn from there. So we've got the definition of grit. You said you went through some things in your life. Patricia and I know Laura, a little bit of her past, but we're not going to give that up yet. Right now, I would like to just ask you, like, because we like to do this. We like to ask our women because we are a, you know, women in sport podcast. Mm -hmm. What is your background growing up with sports into your adult life? How has sports played out in your life? Mm. Maybe just a brief, doesn't have to be, you know, your whole life, but, you know. So it's so unique. Um, I Even sitting here with you guys, I'm just honored to be with you, you know, women of sport and to be able to speak to women of sport because I feel like my position has been a hard fought one. I always say that if I actually interviewed for the job that I'm presently in, I might not have gotten it. And so <laughs> I love God. God's sense of humor in those things is a long journey. And, uh, you know, call me up and I'll, I'll get coffee with you and we'll, we'll talk through that. But um, growing up, I grew up in a family. It was my mom, my dad, and my sister. She was a couple years younger than me. And my dad had grown up in the city, um, a son of immigrant parents. And my mom had really grown up in a kind of a, in a home. Um, her father was a builder. And again, they were immigrants. Mm-hmm. And so sports wasn't highly valued in either one of their lives. And um, when they came together, my dad was actually a doctor. My mom was a nurse. And you can imagine those two roles together. There was no time for um, sports, physical activity, or a lot of fun. And so I never um, was involved in sports when I was younger. I think I took tennis lessons, but I really wasn't that good at it. And I think it was like a week. I did take swim lessons, but I never learned to dive. So like, it was like, oh, I learned to dive kind either. of like epic fail in the sports department. Like, how did that happen? So that was really my experience growing up. And I would also say that like, because of that, I wasn't part of a team. I didn't really enjoy that aspect of being a team player. I was very much of an individual on my own. Um, but I think that helps create grit in my life for sure. And then I would also say there were no big wins. You know, the big wins mm. of childhood, like the trophies, the, you know, the, the winning sports the team, winning sports team, the camaraderie. Yeah. You know, the thing There's a that, lot of that, in that people are known for, There's, those things are seen, like even, you know, the great academic achievements. Yeah. Um, so that was not my life growing up. Okay. So wh- where did sports come in? That is our so, question. So interesting. So, you know, as I grew, I actually um, became a social worker. I have like a desire and I feel like it's a God-given desire to cheer for the underdog. Because I think I'd spent so many years as the underdog <laughs> that I was like, I, I think that I can cheer for the underdog. So I got um, into uh, achieving a social work degree, worked um, you know, as a social worker for about seven years. And then uh, I also ha- had an opportunity to get my master's in counseling because, again, I wanted to serve people's needs. But um, how did I get into sports? So when I was 25, I moved to New Jersey, didn't know anyone, and um, I was working as a social worker. And one weekend I went to a church I had never been to before. And there I met my husband and he was a surfer. Yay. <laughs> Probably the second surfer I had met in my entire life. And I lived a block and a half from the shore and we started dating. And two years later we were married. So here I am married to a surfer who incidentally was a kitchen designer. So <laughs> He spent his entire day as a kitchen designer, like pining for the ocean. And so, you know, for the first couple of years of our marriage, I knew that he was unfulfilled and, you know, he was like a square in a round hole, always forcing himself. So um, 
one day on a Saturday, after very little conversation, he came home and said, I've quit my job. I was pregnant with my second <laughs> child out of three. And he said, I'm going on staff with um, a ministry called Christian Surfers United States. Wow. And so that was kind of the beginning of our journey of surf ministry. And after four years, we transitioned to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Wow. And he began serving coaches and athletes. And um, we started surf and skate ministry. Wow. In our local area. And so a really interesting thing about the surf community as a whole, that of course, surfing, surfers are, they're, they have a camaraderie together in the water, but the community itself, um, you can be kind of grandfathered in. And so there's a lot of friendship. It's a family atmosphere. And I think I was grandfathered in along the way. And so for that, I'm very humbled and very honored. You really were grandfathered in, but I know what you mean because on the beach, like Patricia and I, our kids go to surf camp here in Ocean City in the summer. And um, just being a parent of the surfers, I am brought in and welcomed as well. It's a very neat um, family type um, community with surfers, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, and then surf and skate are nice and go hand in hand. Well, let's get back to grit. So what, how have you seen grit show up in your life? Like mm-hmm. after, I, I already feel like I saw one when, Joe came home and said, you're praying with your second and you're going to a, a ministry. That is huge. Mind blown. But if you want to fast forward, like where yeah. else have you seen grit? In your yeah. Life? So, um, you know, I kind of shared that I was an ordinary girl, right? Um, <laughs> and, uh, ordinary is, is really a simple, a simple place to be. And so I was support services for my family. So we mm-hmm. ended up having three, um, girls together and, but something that always was important to me was my relationship with God. That was like a red thread that kind of ran through my whole life. Mm-hmm. I came to Christ when I was really young, but I think when you're really young, you don't see your great need for Christ in the same way as you do when you're an adult. I agree. And so um, cultivating strength and health in my body, mind, and spirit was always important. And you don't mm-hmm. always get it quite right, but um, I think that grit is preparation plus the ability to stay in the game equals grit. So Basically, simply put, it's like, don't quit, you know, but the prepared part is the important part. So my husband and I, we were in ministry, but we also spent a lot of time growing in God. And so we were kind of getting that going in our life Mm -hmm. and um, being involved in sports ministry. It was really important for us to be healthy as a family Mm -hmm. and all the things, but we had no idea why we would need all that. We just thought we were doing it maybe for our own good, right? We do those Mm -hmm. things. So in 2010, he was diagnosed with um, terminal cancer, a melanoma. Mm -hmm. And we were told six months, like that we had six months, go home, get your act together, you know, say goodbye to your family and, and let's go from there. So um, at that point, I remember saying to him, what do you want to do? And he's like, Laura, I want to do ministry. I want to do ministry. And I was like, we're all in the girls and I, and they were young at the time, Mm -hmm. How old was they were at the time? Nine, 12, and 14. Nine, 12. And so really like um, kind of middle important years, but the girls and I kind of got on board and we were his team, right? Because mm-hmm. we kind of like, remember we missed that when I was younger, but we were his team. We were like team Matera. Yeah. And um, we were going to do whatever it took to do, to help him to do mm-hmm. ministry and to mm-hmm. do it well. Um, at, at, like I said, at the time it was terminal, we were told six months, but we made mm-hmm. it two and a half years. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. a, it, yeah. so we felt like we were winners. So, um, you know, and along the way we had prepared ahead of time before we even got that news, we had prepared, mm-hmm. we had rooted and grounded our lives in Christ, but then 
when he got that diagnosis, this was the time to stay in the game. Like the preparation part was done. Now was the time to stay in the game. And so you might say, well, like what other choice would you have? But there are many other choices that people make. And so, um, honestly, you know, although I had never been a huge winner or didn't have all these accolades or wasn't seen for all these things, I had a stick to itness and, um, I, I stayed in the game until, you know, he went to be with the Lord, but then the real game started, right. Being a single parent. Um, and something that I hadn't thought a whole lot about what that would look like and, and being on my own. And um, one of the things, you know, uniquely, I was, I was a stay-at-home mom for 17 years. So I had left my job to have my first child and never went back and then just serving with my husband in ministry. So um, FCA came to me and said, we'd love to hire you. My husband was working for FCA at the time. We're like, why don't you just take over for some of the things that he's been doing? And um, I had a, a director at the time, and he said to me, you can do it. And no one else in my life said that to me. In fact, I really think some people said, this is too much. We don't think that like, you'll be yeah. able to do this. But uh, my boss said, you can do it. And I was like, that is the one voice I listened to. Mm-hmm. And that was the direction I went. And so God knew all along that this would be the assignment and that we'd be able to stay in the game. So again, preparation, mm-hmm. rooting our lives in Jesus Christ, then staying in the game. And I never want to paint the picture that it was easy. It was mind-blowingly difficult. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have done even harder things, but it's possible. And so, you know, with that grit. Now, I wasn't winning awards along the way. And in fact, sometimes (laughs) people weren't even cheering me on, you know? Very true. And so, um, but that sustained perseverance and persistence, Mm. like, I, I feel like that God had given me that as a gift. Like I was wired for that. I also knew. So one really interesting thing is that grit is not something that we're born with and it's not in an inexhaustible supply. So IQ is recorded, right? Like very yeah. rarely can yeah. you up your IQ. Yeah. You can do things with your IQ and then talent, sheer talent. Like we just think about some of the sports stars. Like we just watched the Super Bowl, yeah. like sheer talent. It's, it's there. And I mean, you know how they say like you, you can increase that talent, but you're kind of born with what you have. But grit, you can actually increase that. And you can build that into your children. And so I looked at my kids and I was like, if I go down, they go down. But I also had this like vision that there were women who would be in my shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And if I chose to not stay in the game, that that would give them an out. Mm. And if I chose to stay in the game, they would look at me ordinary not super high in talent, not super high in the IQ department, just super high in the grit that they could look at me and go, okay, I think I can do her. Yeah. You know? And so, um, you know, that's really the story that God has written for his glory. It's interesting, Laura, that you say all this because I was with, I've been with Laura all these years. And I remember um, one memory I just, I love to share about, about you and Joe is when we moved into upper it was probably six months um, before Joe passed or maybe just a year. It was right in there on my Facebook page. Joe put on my Facebook page, he put the force has shifted or I felt the force change, like the whole star Wars phrase. And I didn't even get it until I, I said to Matt, I'm like, 
I'm like, look what Joe put, like, you know, and it just was like a welcoming, like, like welcome to our community. And, and, you know, he he was passed mm-hmm. after that. The other thing that I wanted to share and pertaining to Laura and watching her, because a lot of her suffering, because it is suffering was quiet and, and it was your grit that got you through. I just remember I was in a Bible study with Laura about five years ago. I'm going to say it's got to be five or six years mm-hmm. ago in the summer. And I just loved here. You didn't speak a lot. You really didn't. I think it was a nice time for you to soak in everybody, but it was nice when Laura would speak, uh, Patricia, because you weren't there. So I'm speaking to you in our audience that the wisdom and the, the um, depth of your heart and soul, because of what God had taken you through um, with Joe passing and then being a single mom and raising these three beautiful girls and loving God through it and loving others through it and working. I just soaked that in. Like, it was amazing. Like I just felt like, um, it kind of, like you said, like what I'm going through, I can do it because I'm, I've watched you walk through this and I know it couldn't have been easy. Like, and, and, you know, we're all private at different times. And I think that's important. Um, however, to then also share your, your pain with the world, um, or, or not just your pain, your grief, your suffering and your triumph and your, your winning, you know, is awesome. And, um, the other thing too, I remember with Laura and I, it's still going on, but I remember you telling us, like, we have set our girls up, we have set our family up to love God and to serve God. And that is important. And why is it important? I just remember you sharing that with me, Laura, like why it's important for God to be, to be our foundation and why we do that and show that to our kids so that they will have that legacy of love Mm -hmm. for God. So, um, yeah, your story rings true and your story is going to affect many women listening for years to come because we don't know what God has for us in the future and we don't. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, I like the concept that other people are watching because you realizing that and making the choice to be an example has affected lots of people, people that you may have never met and you may never meet. But I think that's important for all of us to realize that we're making choices to walk through things well or not. And people are watching whether we realize it or not. And I love that idea. Preparation plus persistence equals grit. And you had been prepared. You had grown in your faith. And then you chose to be persistent through the hard times. And I think that's really admirable. And I think it's just a really good reminder for all of us that we're an example for somebody, for good or for bad. And, uh, and we just need to, to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I really want to encourage women out there, you know, whatever age you are, whether you're 12, whether you're 60 or whether you're raising, you know, children that, um, we're not, the goal isn't to raise superstars, (laughs) you know, there are some superstars and it's so amazing, you know, to have that child who excels or to have that child who wins all the awards. And that is all wonderful. And, you know, to be applauded for sure. Um, but that isn't everybody's story. And if that isn't your story or that isn't your child's story or that isn't your spouse's story or your family's story, you know, know that, that God is still writing a story mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and lean, in, lean into that. Yeah. For sure. And I think that's good too. I was talking the other day with someone and uh, the, uh, the quote from Teddy Roosevelt, comparison is a thief of joy came up Mm. and also just remembering that like your path is going to be different from other people's and to stop comparing and instead to take the lessons that you can take the examples that you can and to move forward into your own journey that you have that God's laid out for you. Patricia, I didn't know who that quote was by because I use that 
on my kids comparison is stealing joy. And I say to my kids, you're stealing my joy. Like we, we were doing something athletically, of course, because we're kind of athletic in my family. And we're just competitive, you know, even eating dinner, but something <laughs> happened. And, oh, we were, we, I know it was this last summer, we were up in the, in the um, Poconos and we were all went to this cold water spot and you could jump off these cliffs and jump off into the cold water. There was like a 40 foot jump and I'm a little scaredy cat sometimes. So there was a 10 foot jump and there was like a 40 foot jump. My son and daughter were like nine and seven at the time. They both went up, jumped off the high one. And I jumped off the low one a couple of times thinking I was great. Then I was like, I got into my head. I'm like, I got over my fear and I just climbed right up. I walked right off and I jumped. So I was very proud of myself, right? I was excited. For me, that was huge. So we get back, we're driving back in the car. And you know what they started to say? Well, mommy, you only jumped once. You only jumped once, mom. We jumped four or five times. I went off the rope and... And I said, right away, I said, stop it. You're stealing my joy because I don't need to compare to you guys. I did what I was good for me mm. and I am happy. So let's just, you know, celebrate our wins. And it, it may not be the same win as you, mm -hmm. but uh, that's just a very vivid um, athletic, athletic yeah. one for me to remember to like, you know what comparison does steal our joy. Yeah. And, and uh, that's a really cool thing to think about. And Laura's, your, your journey is not going to be the same as everybody else's, mm -hmm. but What's really nice is that grit does relate to all of us. So mm -hmm. whatever we're going through, we can use, use that. Yeah, no, I love this conversation. Um, Laura, just kind of wrapping up this part of the conversation, what kind of, um, I don't know, advice do you have for people that are trying to figure out what grit looks like in their life? I know you've given a couple mm -hmm. examples from your own life, but, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure there were hard days. And then I'm sure there were days where it felt harder than hard, where getting out of bed was the win. Um, so what kind of advice can you give people that are just looking to figure out what grit looks like to, to them? So I, I think it looks different for every person, but, you know, going back to that preparation that, um, in order to stay in the game, um, you have to train, right? Like, like think, let's think back to like, the Super Bowl, like those guys did not just walk onto the field that day. Like there was an enormous amount of training and not only training on the field, but training off the field and like what they ate, how they designed their relationships, mm. you know, all of the things like their mindset, everything. And so, um, you know, you may not need grit like in the, in the moment. And you know what, sometimes like, look at where we are in this pandemic, you know, who is doing well, mm. I was just going to say what you who just is said, doing well, who yeah. you surround, you just said something Laura, with the mm -hmm. football players, how they were working with their relationships. Mm -hmm. And that just made me think of, and like you just said with the pandemic, mm. who's doing well, I wouldn't say that I'm like doing amazing, but I know for me, I'm very mindful of my relationships. Mm -hmm. And I do believe when we surround ourselves with the right people who are, um, they're going to surround us with with God's truth that are going mm -hmm. to love us no matter what they're going to forgive us and that we're, but we're also able to extend that mm -hmm. grace and that forgiveness. Um, I would say that, that mm -hmm. for me, that is, a, that is on a scale of doing well. Um, we did just talk about filling our cup last week. So being healthy mm -hmm. in many ways, our mind, our body, our mm -hmm. spirit, eating, exercising, and Laura, you said it, it's the preparation and it's, it's preparing yourself daily. Would that be something for women that are going mm. through not a family loss, but maybe a job loss? Sure. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that makes total sense. And if we are disciplined and faithful in the little things like maintaining our relationship with God, like maintaining our relationship with people around us that build us up, then when we do go through those hard times, then we have prepared enough that those things are there for us. Yeah, that's great advice. I love that. And staying in the game, you know, uh, like for some of our younger athletes, like staying, staying conditioned, even though you're not competing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For like a lot of our college athletes that are, are probably listening, um, you know, for young men and women who are not married yet, mm-hmm. you know, staying the course, mm-hmm. um, sticking to the things that you know are going to um, set up your future life. That's you know, so true. Not that caving so into, to, you know, the easier thing with alcohol and sex and all the things that can really take us down, mm-hmm. you know, in the moment, it seems great, but preparation and the ability to stay in the game, you know, not, not quitting school, you know, yeah. staying, staying maybe in some of these friendships that are hard, right. They're hard work right now. Like we kind of want to just like close our door, stay inside, click off the zoom. Yeah. I was, I, <laughs> I had a phone conversation with somebody and um, like we're in the ministry that we're a part of, like it's part of our culture to keep our cameras on, like during meetings, right? Like you don't tear, turn your camera off because you, you want to see people. You want to be in the game. Yeah. You know, can I just say turning your camera off? You're not in the game, you know? So, um, you know, it can be small. It can be big. So, you know, but putting these things out there for yourself. Um, and, and then, you know, if, if you kind of need to take a rest and you like go off to the sidelines, um, I remember a nurse specifically saying this to my husband when we got to a really difficult appointment and it was really hard news to hear and he was not feeling well. And it was just a difficult day. And the nurse went over to him and she, he, she said, if you'd like to go sit in the corner and be sad, that's okay. But she goes, come back to the center of the room. This is where we're going to do the work. Mm. And so like, it seemed insensitive at the time because, you know, but instead of saying to him, go off and sulk for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. we're okay with that because, you know, who wouldn't? It was like, no, come back because um, we want you to stay in the game until the end. Yeah. But take a minute, take a timeout. That's what a timeout's for. It's okay. Just don't stay there forever. That's another good, you know, the pandemic has done that. Sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you need a hiatus. Sometimes you need a yeah. Healthy so, rhythms. Healthy yeah. rhythms. I like that. So my wrap up for, for Laura is that I love learning some new things about you, my dear friend, because we are good friends and, but it's neat to be able to share you with the world. So I appreciate that you, that you've been supporting us from the start of this podcast, that you've been cheering us on, that you always, one thing Laura does, because I do my FCA huddle with my middle schoolers. Um, she, just randomly will say, how can I serve you? And I just, that saying just breathes life into me because sometimes I just am like, you know what? I, I kind of need my kids picked up one day or, or, or I just want to go for a walk or, you know, just random things. But I just really appreciate those life-giving words that you don't know maybe that they're life-giving, but they really are. And um, so that's kind of what I've really loved about getting to talk to you. Patricia, did you want to add anything or do you want to go to the pass the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, one of my words of the year is grit. So at the beginning oh of God. the year, I chose two words for my one word because, you know, I can. And so grit and grace were the words that I chose. And part of that was just because of the hard times that we have as a, fa- as a family, mm-hmm. like me and my family have walked through since 2019. 
into 2020, into the pandemic, you know, just throw the pandemic on top of all the things we were already dealing with. And I just felt like grit was going to be necessary this year. And it already has been. But I appreciate this reminder of exactly what it is and exactly how to use it. Because, you know, it is kind of a catchy word that we can throw around and really like what is the concept behind it and that whole stick to not sure if that's a word but you said it earlier and I I'm going to start that. using it because I think that's a thing I um, love that word yeah that that persistence that idea of persistence I think is so important so I just really appreciate everything that you shared today Awesome. Yeah. Well, and we, we also need have... to hear your blooper reel. Mm. Yes, we do. Hit it, girl. What do you well, got? Well, you know, seeing as we're in tax season, because this is kind of the time that we <laughs> kind of get those things done. So um, I am not a math person, nothing to do with math, Me nothing either. to do with numbers. And so for um, 18 years, my husband did the taxes. So in 2013, when he left, um, we had a box and it said taxes on it in Sharpie. And all I knew is the receipts went in there. I, and then he would take the box off and I didn't know even where the box went. And then it would all be in an envelope. He'd mail it. They'd come back and we'd sign it. It'd be done. So um, when he left at the end of the year, the big box was there, taxes. I had put the receipts into it. Okay, so I got that far. But so what I did was I left the top on. I wrapped packing tape around it put the address of my accountant and mailed the big box of like you did not to my accountant. Yeah. So I was like, now I'm like mortified, like epic tax season fail. But I tell you one thing that was really special about that. He never called me nothing, <laughs> not, you know, no, like what kind of crazy woman are you? He just mailed back everything prepared. Whoa. And that's just a reminder to me that like, we're not all good at everything. Yeah. And like, you don't need to point out people's faults. They already know them. Wow. So, that's really cool. Was he a family friend? No, no. Okay. Wow. That's really paid. cool. Well, well I mean, obviously, but not for all that. Wow. That is really funny. <laughs> well, listen, before we close our interview, which has been super fun tonight, we would like to ask you who you want to pass the ball to. So it's a woman that has encouraged you, supported you. Uh, I'm, I'm super thankful to have so many really amazing women in my life. But I have a friend that I've had for almost three decades, probably my closest friend that I've known the longest, and her name is Barb Cordova. And interestingly, even though we've been friends for almost three decades, we only lived in the same town for two of those years. So the rest of our time, we have lived far apart from one another. And even now she lives several hours from me, but we have maintained a friendship mm -hmm. through all those years. And the reason I really want to pass the ball to her is because she is a, truly a woman of grit. Um, she's a wife. She's a mom. She serves as the gymnastics coach at Westchester University. So um, unlike me, she is an actual bona fide <laughs> athlete. Um, she lives like with a great authenticity that welcomes others into a relationship with God. And that's really, really uh, central to her, her being. And I've learned a lot from her of how to manage the most difficult days of my life, um, mm -hmm. standing on the word of God. Wow. Oh, I love Barb. That's so cool. So Barb comes and serves as a huddle leader at our Mid-Atlantic College camp every year, which is where I got to know her. But since I serve as the character coach for our gymnastics team at Maryland, I also get to see her when her team comes to Maryland to compete, which 
normally happens this year it's not but hopefully next year but oh that's so cool I love that oh fun so we will need a picture of of your friend because Patricia does an awesome uh, wrap up at the end of the month with all these awesome women and every time these women you guys pass the ball our interviewees pass the ball to a woman I want to meet them too so I'm excited in the future that we that I'll get Mm. to meet oh I encourage you to welcome her on to your podcast she's got a great story so fun so Laura thank you so much for joining us Mm. And as we go out through the night, I just want everybody to know that life is a team sport and you are never alone.